All right, Rachel. Are you ready to turn the dial from rebels to robots officially? Yeah, 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 I am. Wait, I'm not plugged in, am I? Oh, you can't hear yourself? <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, I'm loud enough that I can, but... It's Wednesday night. We are in Rachel's apartment. Athena is very close. She's getting closer every week. She is. She's tired after her experience today. All of that must mean that it is Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots. I'm oh Cameron. Oh my gosh, I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast where we mostly talk about Star Wars, but tonight we're talking about... Transformers! Heck yeah. Finally! We're doing it. We're, we're going from current up-to-date episode came out this day to talking about an episode from what year like 1985 what year did this come oh, out gosh, I don't, Cameron I'll I didn't get that far but before we get to today's <laughs> subject which is a uh, two-parter episode of Transformers back from the 80s let's G1. talk about yeah G1 Transformers let's talk about uh, what's happening in the world of, of Star Wars and Transformers today okay this is probably the big I have quite a bit of news sorry I'm already jumping in I don't know if you saw this article, but Tamara Morrison did an interview at the Supernova Comic Con and Gaming Convention in Melbourne, Australia. Yes, I did see this. I'm glad you're bringing it up. So um, here's some of the quotes that Tamara said. I was supposed to be in The Mandalorian Season 3, but nobody rang me. I was waiting for the phone call in New Zealand, waiting and wanting to give up. Um, he didn't reveal if he was hinted at or discussed a possible cameo. Um he, but he jokingly commented about how Din Djarin took over his show, um, expressing a similar sentiment fan, fans had. Um, and he continues on, well, that Mando guy stole a few... This is just me influence. I'm just reading straight from it, so I don't know how much yeah. inflection he said. Um, well, that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book. It was painful watching him turn up with some, new, with some black new lethal sword. And the way he turned up in my book of Boba, he just destroyed everybody. I'm sure this guy is... Uh, ruining my show but i couldn't say anything i'm not the writer so i have to bear it i guess yes and just for full context tomorrow morrison is jango fett and boba fett and he's mm-hmm. specifically referencing his relationship to the mandalorian show as the character boba fett mm-hmm. um whoa this article says something interesting per that perhaps that's why he ended up playing a minor role as a clone trooper during season three's run did we hear his voice Yes, in yeah. the flashback. In the flashback, um, yes, Rogue's flashback to uh, Order 66. So um, he continues on, and he says, I think there's a few changes going on. We we also come under the big umbrella known as Disney now, too. So it's one of the last con- few conversations we had in L.A. The conversation started like, oh, look, we're having a few changes. We're having a few cutbacks. And when you hear that at the other end of the line, it's no good trying to negotiate any more money, that's for sure. So we'll see what happens. So anyways, that, I don't know. Um, that just, that just makes me so sad mm-hmm. because I was really expecting to see Boba Fett in it too. Yes. I feel like with his buildup of bringing people together on Tatooine, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been too far of a stretch. Someone had an interesting comment and as much as I loved, I think it was chapter 22 where we had, where they went to, where, which had the battle droids in it. Someone made a comment that was like, so we got Lizzo and Jack Black, but they didn't want to bring back Tamara. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's an interesting perspective. 
Yeah, there's, you know, between the pandemic and responses to Boba Fett and what they did in Boba mm-hmm. Fett and issue, supposed rumored issues with uh, Pedro Pascal and just Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm being very reactionary. All You put all that together and it's very hard to tell exactly what goes into the execution of mm-hmm. the show, The Mandalorian at this point. And it's hard to know. What was planned, what was not planned, what was changed, why there's a kitty playing with a uh, dental floss box right next it's to my feet. It's her favorite toy. <laughs> she loves it. She wants attention today. She does. She's had a rough evening. <laughs> How do you feel about Tamora's uh, lack of appearance in Boba Fett Mandal- Mandalorian Season 3? She seems to be nonplussed. She's, I'm actually surprised how close she is. Normally she's asleep at this point. <laughs> Anyways, in uh, Transformers news, um, Optimus Prime. Now, one of our, fa- I feel like one of the best moments of this podcast thus far was Optimus Prime's uh, guest appearance at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards when he received his Lifetime Achievement yes. Award. He's made another public appearance. Oh God! At Coachella. No, you're yes. Kid- don't don't uh, calm down, Rachel. You don't need to throw your phone. It's not necessary. I'm just trying to take a picture of, a, of my cat. She was being really cute. But. Now, it was not particularly exciting. He introduced a performer who I did not recognize the, who this guy was via video screen. It was very similar to his appearance at the Nickelodeon Awards. He did not... It wasn't anything... He didn't, like, rap or have a physical presence. He was just on a video screen very momentarily. So it was barely anything. But it is still funny to say that Optimus Prime was at Coachella. You know, this feels like this kind of like runs into a similar advertisement. I know Transformers Prime mm. did some ones where I think they imitated Megatron being on like Saturday Night Live or like Conan O'Brien or something. It was something uh-huh. very similar, sure. if I remember correctly. is is very, very interesting. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, Coachella is a very famous music festival in the yes. United States. Yeehaw. Or I- not yeehaw. <laughs> I guess. I'm thinking Burning Man out in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else you got? Um, supposedly, uh, Katie, so Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan, uh, <laughs> the cat is very distracting this week. She She's is. currently rubbing her head against Rachel's shoes and it's very funny. I think she does that cause it smells like outside. She's like gross. Um, <laughs> so she, uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff, uh, who played Bo-Katan Kreese revealed that Axe Woves was supposed to die in season two. There was a scene that was changed, um, I believe in... The finale, no, um, in chap in season two, chapter eleven, which I believe is when they take over Moff Gideon's ship at first, or the Imperial ship at least. Yeah, like the that's probably the episode they're introduced in. Yeah, and, it's the episode. Yeah. So not inter- Moff Gideon's ship, just an Imperial ship. Um, but she said, or, or well, this is actually the theorized one because she described it as. There was still a scene left in the episode without him, and it ends. And she so she goes, and then they're like, it needs to be Din. So then you shoot a person's death, and they take it out, and then there's still a scene left, and then everyone's like, where'd they go? So what they're what this article is thinking from the direct thinks that Axwell's death would have occurred in chapter eleven. There's a it says there's a particular scene in that episode where Mando's charging down a hallway of stormtroopers. Yeah, and so they oh, kind of theorize that, that yeah. Axwell's was probably supposed to die and sacrifice himself huh. there. Interesting. Um, but well. So, Props and to that actor for getting a significantly larger yes. role in season three simply because they decided yeah. to replace his part in that one yeah. episode with 
with Din. Because he's immediately absent in the following scene. I see. Interesting. So, well, good for him. Good good for him. Um, I have a bunch, so feel free to say what. Um, so in reference to something that came up in a previous episode, if I can get it to come up, can I? Sorry, this is. There we go. Okay. Um, in our uh, star-studded Geekathon episode where we covered all the stuff from Star Wars Celebration, yes. in talking about the Ahsoka trailer, we talked about a uh, Jedi training droid named Huyang. Yes. Um, confirmed. Uh, this is this tweet confirms that he is was first powered up in twenty five thousand BBY. Yes. Which, if you don't know. I don't know what I don't know if there's ever been any reference in universe to years like a but and the the on the fan side on on the, the like the meta side things are measured in bef- BBY before the battle of Yavin and then after the battle of Yavin so that's episode 4. Mm-hmm. So that means this droid is 25,000 years old. Yeah, and so he's been with the Jedi for a long time. He's been training Padawans for a su- and teaching them how to build lightsabers for a very long time. And that's also exactly how when they said um the one of the movies is going to take place, Dawn one of the of new the movies. Yeah. So What they, a coincidence. Remember what I said that they would somehow incorporate something that we already know mm-hmm. in that movie? Well, there you go. Here's at least one character, and David Tennant. Yeah, I was going to say he's played by David Tennant. Doctor Who himself. The 10th Doctor. Yes. Everyone's so favorite. that's that's my last piece of news that I've got for the week. <laughs> okay, well, Keep I have a ton. Uh, so there's a rumored animated Transformers movie coming out next summer. Yeah, everything I'm seeing, it seems to be pretty official. Um, Industrial Lights and Magic is doing the CGI. Nice. So that's pretty much all I have. And so that kind of... Um, what I have been hearing is that it is a very early days prequel about um, Optimus Prime and Megatron Media. Yes, which has been done before but yes. i don't think we've gotten a movie dedicated to it we've gotten some episodes and what that instantly makes me think is it's very x-men first class which is about uh, professor x and magneto it is, yeah it's it's a very similar story and of two besties or from, brothers who mm-hmm. have differing outlooks on life uh-huh. who must from, part ways from what i understand megatron was a uh like a gladiator and Optimus was a nerd. You're learning your lore. <laughs> I'm so proud. That's 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 what I know. What? Okay. Well, I guess if I'm if I get more into it, we're gonna be here all night. <laughs> but so yeah, that's pretty much two very unlikely uh, characters with backgrounds that end up finding a similar cause and also really have to part ways because of things. I'll be very interested to see what animation style they go with because in. Another podcast was referencing an interview with one of the writers, and he was saying, we wanted to do it in live action, but it'd be too expensive. What do you mean live action? <laughs> a, a Cybertron film they were, they were in quote-unquote live action. They were going to get the guys from uh, Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would love that. I would love a Japanese kaiju-esque Transformers film of people in costumes i'd be down for it but i guess what that really means that's like in the same vein as the uh the 2019 lion king film where you have just intensely detailed uh cgi versus whatever this will be more cartoony i suppose do you remember when i told you i saw that and i think you asked for my opinion and i sent you an essay yes because <laughs> it was it was it was a lot i'm gonna throw athena her toy 
What what other what other news you got for me? Okay, um, I, I just gonna say so the in- Industrial Lights and Magic, if you don't know, is also the Lu- the Lucasfilm yeah. company. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an interesting. Uh, yes, whose documentary we suffered through? Not suffered through. I think it just dipped a little bit. It should not have been. If it was going to be True. a series, it shouldn't have been that many episodes. No, the first three episodes were really cool, and it ended strong. I think. Yes. I think it just like once it got out of Star Wars stuff, it got it dipped a little bit. Four and five were. We were really also hard. watching it. I think simultaneously with Andor. I think and we were watching it with Kenobi. I think we watched it with Andor. I don't. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe either way, it wasn't compared as entertaining as to whatever we were watching anyways continue um so someone finally id'd those yellow travel biscuits i saw from uh from mando season three i'm a member of the western australian 501st division so a chinese company makes these and they're high energy bars yes they're like extreme they're like vacuum packed energy bars and Mm -hmm. they are like super expensive too but you get them in like a 20 pack um they are you can they're they taste like peanut flour you can get a 12 pack for 60 bucks gross yeah so anyway someone id'd them which is really cool um so this is and uh, granted this is something i saw on twitter so we don't know how true it is but variety confirms that season four of the mandalorian will be about quote Din partnered with New Republic Ranger Carson Tiva to help root out Imperial remnants on the outer rim of the galaxy. Which, I mean, we can... Could have guessed that from the guessed ep- that. ending of season but three. I'm glad... I am totally down to see Carson Tiva again. I I like... You know, could sure. be a co-lead. I thought... I think he's a fun character. So, so what a lot of people are extrapolating is pretty much Mandalorian season four has seemingly become whatever they had planned for that Rangers of the New Republic yes. show. Yes. <laughs> So it seems like they've kind of combined those two. Yeah. Is what it appears does have happened. Um, so this is a Revenge of the Fallen continuity error. Hmm. And it's not necessarily a meme, but it is a video, I believe. Um So this is a this is not news. This is something from Transformers two from two thousand nine. Yes, so um the fallen prepares to step on these people with his right foot, but the next shot uses his left foot instead. <laughs> Why are we watching this? It's news. Great. You're welcome. Really great for for podcasting. You're welcome. Thank you for that. I just wanted I just wanted to let you know because I think it's important. Um, here's the other thing: the wheeljack design for Rise of the Beasts is awful, and I hate it. Yeah, so do you want to explain who Wheeljack is? So Wheeljack is the eccentric scientist that we see in Transformers G1. He's in, oh, he's in Transformers Prime, but he's definitely got a different vibe. Mm-hmm. He's like a frat boy in a way. Oh, interesting. So I don't know. Something, I don't know, rough and tumble man. Anyways, so he has a face mask and kind of like extensions on his head mm-hmm. and oh man and this last week uh paramount released a bunch of character posters for the new transformers rise of the beast movie and his particular poster is getting a lot of attention online it's just they get the glasses is fine i don't have an issue with that i really really need the cinematic transformers to stop having detailed lips they Uh make me agree so uncomfortable that's where my mind went absolutely they make me so uncomfortable but that's also as we will probably discuss later g1 transformers sometimes have needlessly detailed lips but it's a little more funny than this this is scary 
uncomfortable yes a he lot you like, know he's very it's a very much like a chad face it's a it's it's sexy squidward it's face uh-huh i look it up online wheeljack 2023 or maybe i'll just wheeljack is that correct yeah maybe i'll just retweet it i'm like this is awful on the twitter (laughs) this is terrible um oh this isn't news this is just a meme so we can wait cool (laughs) actually put it in the news section (laughs) do you have anything else before we get into today's topic no that was it kind of a i never oh wait do you know what comes out this friday Oh, it's Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Yes. We just... also get a new trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beast tomorrow. Oh, you're right. So this week's episode. Oh, that, that and I could probably save this for the end of the episode, but I'll go ahead and say it now. If you're listening right now, next week's episode will be a day late because oh, yeah. we normally record on Wednesdays, but next Thursday is May 4th, also known as Star Wars Day. Also known um, as pre-order day. <laughs> and so on that day, um, we will be getting... Star Wars Visions Volume 2. So yeah. we're going to push recording back a day. And we will be covering... I would guess we'll probably do like two they're, shorts they're a week. They're really short. We but, could do another Transformers episode. <laughs> um, well, what I'm saying is, is but there's going to be probably like eight or ten of those. I think there's so, eight. So that'll that'll take up multiple episodes. Well, I yeah. don't think we're going to... I don't want to try to cover the entire thing in one episode of this podcast. I think, I think the longest one is 18 minutes. I think they mostly kind of sit around that 15 minute mark. Yeah. So we'll be covering those over the next few weeks after this week. Um, Vision. So, but next week's episode will be a day late. Um, Just wanted to get that uh, housekeeping out of the way. And let's move on to this week's topic. (laughs) Rachel's very excited. We haven't talked about Transformers like through an episode before. (laughs) Yeah. We have not had a purely Transformers episode. We had an episode where we discussed the the first trailer for uh, Rise of the Beast. Beast, But other than that. Mm, Monkey. We've had memes. We've had news. But this is our. And we talked about our opinions on Transformers as a whole in our very early episode. But this is our first Transformers centric episode. And you chose an episode for us to watch. I I chose two. Yes, a two-parter. So, yeah, I chose uh, The Key to Vector Sigma, part one and part two. Um, I do think I showed... So, I have a playlist on my YouTube that is specifically just for us to watch Transformers episodes. And I realized, I think I'm showing this a little out of order compared to the other ones. Yes. But it's G1, so the continuity doesn't... So, the rules... uh, The continuity is made (laughs) up and the rules don't matter. Well, as we tried to watch them in order, we found that... They must have been aired out of order because, like, yes, there was we did watch them in the playlist order. We were like, "Who is this?" And so then they were introduced like two episodes later. So these episodes aired. They're part of season two. Season two. Um, how is there this many episodes? Wow, there's like fifty in each yeah. season. So yeah, so these are now I lost it. Episode thirty nine and forty. Oh wow! Oops. Um, <laughs> of season two, they aired on November twenty fifth and twenty sixth in nineteen eighty five. Oh, we only had to wait a full 24 hours for you saw the uh-huh. part two. Um, and for context, just like, I, I think probably maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with Transformers <laughs> cartoons. What exactly are we watching? What is this? Like this show? So, um, all of Transformers is a glorified toy commercial. Mm-hmm especially g1 it came came out in the same era of gi joe um i don't know any other yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles he-man it's to sell toys you know it is and so what it is is it's the first story of the autobots and septagons coming to earth and it is 
crazy. It's, and that title G1, that's not an official title. It's Generation 1, but that's how mm-hmm. the fandom differentiates it because each, so, oh gosh, each show is its own continuity. Some mm-hmm. of them have accompanying books, but there are um, comic series that have their own continuity. So it's like Marvel, but they don't really do universe mashups. Sure. And I don't... Th- uh ooh, uh ooh, maybe they did, maybe they they touched it. But pretty much each, ge- it's a generation. So each, mm-hmm. but we don't also call the other ones generation eight. It's not like Pokemon, mm-hmm, sure. But so that's just a different because it's the first. It is exactly yeah. This had to be given some sort of differentiating title in fan base because this show is just literally called the Transformers. The Transformers this is well. where the famous theme song comes from <laughs> that Cameron hates. <laughs> It just, it gets grating really yeah. quick, and it's just very low-quality sh- cartoon uh, theme song. And the show itself is both charming and also horrifying at times, because <laughs> you could tell they were very limited in funds and on time crunches like no other. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of shot reusage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of errors, because Absolutely. a lot of the, of the character... Um, designs are reused for ex- I, the the seekers the jets we see starscream in three clones or in two identicals but different colors mm-hmm. there are a lot of times where the cells of each frame will will switch between characters especially if they look alike because you know they had different people working on different shots and there's confusion and mm-hmm. so sometimes starscream will be skywarp and vice versa uh there's a, there's a lot oh Hit the mic, sorry. Um, we get a kick out of the layering issues because when it comes to old um, animated shows, they use, well, you know, cells. So what mm-hmm. it is is that they would do everything in layer. They would have the background. They would layer uh, the outline at the top and then they would like paint the cells. Mm-hmm. And so they would do this for every frame. And so they reuse a lot of them, totally valid, um, but it unfortunately leaves a lot of room for issues in the layering <laughs> of the cells wrong because sometimes someone's legs will be in front of their waist <laughs> or sometimes they are just missing parts. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be the wrong color. Um, mm-hmm. They don't move when they're supposed to or they're random. Or they're moving. They either are moving when they're not supposed to or they're not moving when they when should be. supposed to. So. Um, and plot wise. Oh, sorry. Continue. It's got a lot of charm and it's so funky, mm-hmm. which is what makes it endearing. Yes. It's it is definitely its own thing. It is hyperactive. It is like there's a lot going on at any given time, and it Very it will sometimes. every whenever it transitions back and forth between the Autobot segments and the Decepticon segments, which are the heroes and the villains, it always has the same transition where the logo for one team comes towards the screen and it flips, and yeah. it will do this even if it just needs to cut to the other team for like to exchange the dialogue and then we'll do the transition to go back and this gives it all this very hectic energy um you also mentioned plot yeah so in in terms of plot we have no plot (laughs) broadly speaking it's pretty much an energy crisis show (laughs) there was a civil war on the on cybertron Mm -hmm. the planet of the transformers Mm -hmm. and they find themselves on earth they get buried for millions of years they they awake in the modern age and now they fight on Earth as the, the, the Autobots defend Earth 
And the Decepticons are constantly trying to find a new source of energy in order to build a new army. At the expense of Earth. Or Correct. A, or a new planet. Something to conquer. Mm-hmm. And so in this episode, the American government, um, who is now friends with the Autobots, have a new fuel source called super fuel something like that something dumb it's like g that fuel <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> autobots sponsored by g fuel the decepticons try to steal it they are unsuccessful and they realize they need some faster stronger vehicles on their team so they go on a spree of stealing vehicles from humans <laughs> which is an incredible montage that made me laugh very of hard one decepticon doing it all Oh, it was, it was, I didn't even it catch was that. Just Rumble hijacking <laughs> Grand Theft Autoing these cars because he is small. Well, it depends on what shot they use because one of the th also things about G One is yes. the size continuity is <laughs> outrageous. So to get into the lore, Rumble is a cassette transformer. That's why he's like. That's why he's, that's why he's sadly, so small. It's what because it's why he trans when he's like when it's sadly mm -hmm. he's like eject they come out as cassettes. It's very eighties CDs. Yes, Soundwave is he's the big he's the cassette player. Yeah, the and big, other guys go into his chest or like, come out of his chest. They're like his kids <laughs> in other continuities. There's little buddies. Anyways, so he depending on what they need the size for, Rumble can range from like ten feet to human size yes there's, there's at one point in this montage he like slides into the window of a of semi truck a so he can drive it himself at another time he has to stand on top of a car actually it's a formula one car shout out to our friend robbie who's a big formula one fan no. he has to like sit on top of the car and steer with his hands and it's, uh, it's adorable and he yeets the driver oh yeah he just grabs him and just throws him off screen because oftentimes just the kinetic energy. Things are being constantly thrown around, thrown into trees, thrown into walls. The cat's Some, looking at us. Sometimes there are not enough frames, and sometimes there are so many frames. They put yes, the frames correct. into what matters. <laughs> Athena is very distracting today. And so there's a montage of them stealing the vehicles. They then upgrade the vehicles. And the montage of them just wreaking havoc <laughs> on trees and rocks. They're just smashing through everything. Uh-huh. And then they can fly. One of the, well, at least one of the race cars can fly. Mm -hmm. It's great. And then don't forget their name. Oh. <laughs> so, so. The Decept pretty much one of the other constant elements of this show is it's pretty much a, an arms race between the Autobots and Decepticons. It's but like instead the of Fallout Boy song. Uh-huh. But instead of weapons, they're constantly creating sentient life. And every time they create... I mean, effectively, you just know, it's, oh, this is just a new toy line, is what it is. They are constantly mm. creating new groups of Transformers. Um, they created the Dinobots. They created the Insecticons. And this is... I did, did not expect them to get their own name. I just didn't see it coming, but I should have... The Stunticons. And that came from one of them commenting, look at all these stunt cars. And Megatron Ugh. goes, what a good idea. So dumb. And he goes, Absolutely so stupid. Um, to step, take a step back, I, talk, I mentioned one of the cars being able to fly. Um, everyone can fly in this show, just FYI. Whether they are cars or jets, everyone can fly. But like, they can all... they. If their vehicle can't fly, they normally can't fly in vehicle form, but when they are in, like, robot form, everyone. At any given time, nearly every single character can just 
inexplicably fly unless they need ascend, to be able to ascend those are some of the best shots though but don't forget don't forget in some episodes they can drown yes but they don't choose to fly <laughs> and one of the best shots in this episode is uh also the, the flying animations incredibly inconsistent sometimes they can travel across the world in a matter of minutes other times they are moving at a snail's pace across the screen and other times I love, there's a shot in this where there's two Decepticons and they are literally perfectly still in air. They're not like hovering or like bobbing up and down or moving. They are perfectly still in the midair. And yep. I, it's like, it takes sometimes the best animation, not necessarily mistakes, but poor choices or like lack of, of budget is the subtlest ones. Mm -hmm. And it takes you a second to realize, hold on, they're flying, but they're not moving. <laughs> Just the mouths. <laughs> if we're lucky. Uh-huh. Um, oftentimes... In wide shots, clearly the animators do not care about what which character was supposed to be talking, which wouldn't, and just all of their mouths are moving. Um, it's kind of like how we talked about the Mandalorians in season three; they're just all big kindergartners. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so the uh, the Decepticons, they like okay, we need to put life into our new Stunticons because the Stunticons they're alive mechanically, but they have to give them official life which brings mm -hmm. a moral dilemma of they can build these essential essentially drones mm -hmm. but they have no soul and that's a now not the the moral conundrum of of soulless creatures but just the existence of soulless drones i don't know I, i've not watched the show in order so i don't know if this has been introduced before but this seems to be a a huge element into the world of this episode it's really prevalent is that there are soul there are uh transformers who are alive and then there are other transformers who are just exist and don't have life in them mm -hmm. they are just they are literally machines whereas Ooh. decepticons and autobots are machines they have life in them they're but, sentient exactly but on cybertron there are other robots that are just robots the lore deepens uh-huh it makes the episode very confusing it does so decepticon's like we have to give them life and they go to Cybertron, where we see Shockwave, one of Megatron's henchmen. And Shockwave <laughs> is always on Cybertron, seemingly by himself at all times, which for me raised the question, is this man slowly going insane? Depending on which continuity, he's not a good guy. So, <laughs> um, and so then, then we do get in introduced to a character outside of shockwave who's on cybertron yes and i was looking at the order the ep list of episodes and it seems like he's been introduced before in the show i know what episode he's been introduced uh -huh. in. i meant to show you that one first but we can watch it next yeah Oops. well the name of the episode is the search for alpha trion yeah i, I know assume. we need to watch that one and so his name is alpha trion as in try on these pants see if you like them and <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, that's bad. What? That was. That's just wow. Oh, we've made. We no. I'm just saying. We've just made some low effort jokes. Uh -huh. Look, this is a low effort show. He has a beard and a cape. Yeah, he looks very Japanese. Very samurai. Like like stereotypical yes. Japanese. Um, Which for a show in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Who is the Japanese? Is it Sideswipe? Who's the Japanese Transformer in the movie number four movie? Mm -hmm. Not oh, really important. No, but it's played not. Played by Ken Watanabe. It's not I love Ken. Anyways. <laughs> um, Drift. Yes. So it's got kind of a similar resemblance to him. Let them fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so 
Speaking of... No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, so I've got a voice actor here for Alpha Trion. His name is John Stevenson. Normally, when we look up voice actors, That's we look up to see... That's such a generic name. Yeah. Uh-huh. We normally look up to see if actors were in Transformers, but we're already looking at Transformers. So, a couple of notable roles for this guy, at least from my perspective. He's the voice of the grandfather in Meet the Robinsons, which I think is hilarious. Um, You're kidding. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. And meet, meet the Robinsons. And he's pretty much in almost all of your, your classic cartoons. The, uh, the Smurfs, the Jetsons, um, the Flintstones... And he also did a show. He's also in. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to find it again. Where is it? Dang it, I lost it. Meet the Robinsons makes me cry every time I watch Aww, it at the end. I'm show. like, oh. Dang it, I lost my spot here. He was in a cartoon called like, like Space High School or something. Clone, and Clone High. <laughs> Galaxy High School. Oh, and his character name was Beef Bunk. That is all. Anyways, I mean, I just thought that was hilarious. That's that's good, beef bunk. But yeah, so very. You can tell when they were designing him, very kind of wise old man vibe that they're mm-hmm. trying to do. So he shows up, and the Autobot and well, the Decepticons shake him down, uh-huh. looking for this key to Vector Sigma. Um, so Vector Sigma is essentially the so this this is the, well up at this point I would unless you've watched maybe in previous in the show they've they made it but for me someone who doesn't know the show very well I have no idea what Alpha Sigma is I just know it's a thing mm-hmm. from for me I'm assuming it's kind of a MacGuffin of some sort just a thing that will do the thing I actually literally have written on my notes they need a key to the thing <laughs> it's and like then, a Mandalorian episode exactly. <laughs> And then they get the key, and they get to Vector Sigma, and they plug the key in, and it's like this cube. I mean, not a cube. It's a sorry. sphere. It's a sphere. It's like a disco ball. It's a golden disco ball, and it floats a in the air. A new hand touches the beacon. No idea what you're it's referencing a there. Skyrim reference. Okay. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is just a machine. This is a device that can put life into machines. Cool. And then it talked. I was like, oh my god, it's God. And so... So yeah, Vector Sigma is the supercomputer that gave the Transformers life, like sentient life. And so he wakes up. I don't know who voices Vector Sigma, but there is a funny line of dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> what was it? Do, where he, where he's like, who, who has awoken me? And Megatron's like, me. And Vector Sigma immediately says, why have you done this thing? <laughs> and my thought was me to my alarm clock every single morning i didn't know vector sigma was a millennial oh <laughs> lame i'm um, trying to find the voice i'm gonna guess it like the uh in the episode oh it is uh cory burton who is also the voice of shockwave ah uh, yeah that checks just out. voice actor that checks out but so um it's just it's just a fun, immediate why have you done this sounds <laughs> <laughs> very relatable um, so Megatron requests for Vector Sigma to uh, fill the Stunticons with hate towards the Autobots and, and be <laughs> enemies of them. And Vector Sigma goes, okay, and does it. <laughs> he seemingly just does whatever he's asked. <laughs> and so not to get too off into the lore, but it's very interesting because not every continuity has a Vector Sigma. I or see. it might, but there's... 
D- there's also like god entities in some uh-huh. of the continuities that like might utilize it or might not anyways nonetheless that's a little bit too deep into the continuity lore but so yeah this is basically their god or whatever their creator uh and so they get filled with hate um Megatron takes them back to Earth, and they start wreaking havoc. And so at this point, the Autobots have joined up with Alpha Trion. They're trying to stop them, and they get uh, in trouble by these Centurion guards, mm-hmm. which are there to guard it. And so they are working to um, defeat, you know, the guards are too strong. Too, too strong. strong. Too strong. So they're trying to figure out how to defeat them. The Autobots, that is. The Autobots, yes. Mm-hmm. And the Autobots are like, look at all these dead drones there's a storage area of all these old rusted body parts that just kind of (laughs) exist um in some like old ships that used to work and so they all reprogram all these drones to go fight the centurion guards and the way they defeat the guards is so they send out the first wave of the drones um uh, again going back to what i said about this the show essentially being an arms race the decepticons get their own drones so the Autobots are like, okay, we're going to get our own drones, cool. And then they send them out to fight in the first wave, and they just get decimated. Yes. There's no chance against the Decepticon drones. And like, and then this seemingly was the plan the whole time, because Autobots <laughs> are like, okay, send out the second wave. And as per expectation of this show, I normally will make jokes about what it seems like the poor animation is leading the characters to seem like they're going to do. The drone, the, Decept- the Autobot drones are walking in a straight line towards a cr- the edge of a just abyss, and I thought to myself, I think, I think they're gonna walk off into the edge there, thinking that they're gonna probably like turn at the last second because it's bad animation. Nope, I was right the first time. <laughs> they all just um, act like lemmings and just go over the side. And the Centurion guards chasing after them <laughs> do the exact same thing, and they all end up at a jumbled heap, like. 200 feet down which to me now implies what's the difference between these these drones and the the sentient robots the drones can't fly seemingly sentience is what gives gives the other transformers the ability to fly is their sentience you did have a good comment because after they all fell there's a moment and you go i can't you go i cannot believe that word (laughs) it just seemingly was the plan from the beginning because the autobots do not hesitate uh i won't hesitate bot <laughs> i won't oh. hesitate bot uh oh. they don't seem to be very concerned about the fact that their first wave of drones got destroyed mm. and they just send out the second ones they just walk right over in, into the abyss they also don't really care for those drones either they're like me yeah because they're they don't have souls i guess moral dilemma and I, the fact that the decepticon drones just follow them off into their death is is too good they were like or the centurion drones yes yeah but so i don't really have too much left for part two the decepticons go back they start wreaking havoc well so continuing on with the arms race oh, theme, yes. the autobots make their own army yes uh so the uh the decepticons made the stunticons and they're like all right so the decepticons have control of the road eh? well we're gonna take control of the sky Here's the aerial bots. Um, so yeah, they also do the exact I think we're are we in part two at this point? I think we're in part two at this point. Um yes, this so, is the beginning of part two. So they go to Vector Sigma, 
and they're like, wait, we don't have... Actually, one of the Autobots makes a good comment of, do we have to fight our way out of here, find a key, fight our way back <laughs> in here? A very, very valid response. Mm-hmm. And so Alpha Tron goes, I'm a first gen, and he has got a key to Vector Sigma in his hand. Yes, he can, and, he can like meld, mind meld with Vector Sigma. Uh, we get an interesting Optimus Prime lore fact. I don't know if you saw this, if, if you heard this. No. Um, there's a, it's where Alphatron goes to like, I don't know, like you know how like uh, Star Wars R2-D2, everything's R2-D2 oriented? Yes. He goes to do that to Vector Prime. <laughs> Too many names. <laughs> yes. Vector Sigma and Optimus is like, no, you can't do that. And... Alphatron chastises him. And he's like, well, I'm first gen. It'll be fine. And he makes a comment. He's like, don't forget, you're a creation of me. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So uh, Alphatron is Optimus Prime's papa. Is that what you're saying? He's his daddy? <laughs> you know, honestly. You know? That's not not too far. We can fin- we can watch that lore episode, though, next time. Okay, sounds good. Um. So anyways, uh, sport. <laughs> Keep keep yourself hyped for next week. I guess. <laughs> um, but so, Avatron Matrix merges with the supercomputer, and they give life to the aerial bots. Um, and so, very similar to the part one, they all go around in a row and kind of give their names. And it's really funny because we see all of them except for one, because in the foreground they've put Optimus Prime directly in front of that character while he's talking. We don't oh, even see him. Yeah, like. <sighs> You think with animation, it wouldn't be too big of a hassle to just draw it correctly. <laughs> but also, I'm not thinking it's possible they just failed to animate the third character talking. They were like, oh, but man, we gotta do this feels like something that would happen in a student film where you accidentally frame the camera in such a way that an actor is standing in front of another actor. Because yeah. one of the... Uh, yeah, all the aerial bots are introducing themselves, and one introduces himself, and you just can't see him. He's talking, but you don't see anyone talking. It's um, hysterical. So they get their sentience, and they're like, um, and they leave. Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about it. How the Autobots got to Cybertron because they don't have a space bridge. They get there in a bigger Transformer named um, Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme. <laughs> um, who is a giant Transformer who is not the Ark. Or is he? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, the arc is is still is, crashed. Is television? Yeah, but so he turns into a giant rocket, and that's yes. how they get there and back. Um, They're able, which what Rachel is saying here is they are tra- able to travel between these two planets very easily, which feels very silly to yeah. me. Um, so they get back to Earth, and Omega Supreme explodes. And so they're trying to repair him, and the aerial bots get like an attitude. Yeah, and they're so, they're supposed to be like the young new transformers who are very full of themselves. Yeah, and so they're like, look at these guys; they're awful. They they call themselves Autobots, and one of them says, "Most of them can't even fly." And Cameron, you immediately went, <laughs> "Yes, they can. They absolutely can." What because are you talking they about? Can. Um, and so the aerobots are all jets. So there's some interesting, uh, but yeah, just me. Yes, they can. Um, so the aerobots kind of defect. They go on their own because um, they're beefing with the other Autobots, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're stupid," and humans are stupid because they watched one Earth show. 
Uh, yeah, they watch a scene from a sitcom and it's animated, but a guy sits down like a chair and the little girl's like, wait, mom went out to buy new furniture and the man sits in the chair and it like falls apart. Yeah. Like it was a very strange moment for sure. And they're like, these humans are awful. They're so dumb. And, <laughs> um, and so we have the first fight between the Aerobots and the Stunticons. The Aerobots win except for one of the Aerobots is afraid of heights. Silverbolt. And he becomes kind of our, our protagonist for the episode. He yeah. becomes the one who Optimus Prime confides in and like encourages to help the other Aerobots see that they need to help mm -hmm. the Autobots and, and help defend Earth. Mm -hmm. And obviously they don't, the Aerobots don't want to listen to him because he's a plane who's afraid of heights. Valid. <laughs> That's a sick joke from Vector Sigma. <laughs> we'll make you a plane, but you're afraid of heights. Um, so you made a funny comment. This is during one of the commercial transitions. So the commercial transitions in and out of commercials for Transformers always have some quick little, tra like. As one of the Transformers transforming. One of the Transformers like swooping in and transforming mm -hmm. and they're like, the Transformers will return after these messages and then they come back and they're like, the Transformers have returned. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. And so they had one with Shockwave. And so Shockwave turns into a very large gun. He's got like a laser. And so you just looked at him, you go, you look at Shockwave and you go, he's got an Echo hand, which Echo from Bad Batch has a very similar screwdriver looking hand. It was very funny. It was just good reference. And so the Aerobots decide to go back, for, like, uh, so oh, sorry. Who's the, who's the Aerobot who is the one who doesn't Silver like to fly? Silverbolt tells them like, "Hey, if we want to be the cool guys, we should go back to the Autobot headquarters and take over." And they do. And the Autobots have gone off to, to fight the Sept Decepticons. And one of the humans, uh, is Witwicky, right? Not saying Witwicky. Yeah, it's the dad. Is that? It's not. Spike. Spike is the main Spike human. Spike is the boy. Sparkplug. Is that really his name? That's really oh his name. <laughs> I just want to point out that the last name is Witwicky because that's the last name of the, the humans yeah. in the, Reference. the three Bayformer, the first three Bayformers film. Continuity. Um, and hey, he's, he's mentioned in the fourth one. Fifth one. Not mentioned in the fourth oh, one. Right. The Witwickys are mentioned in the fifth one. Hot take. The fourth, instead of having Mark Wahlberger, they should have had uh, Josh Demal. Correct. Anyways. Uh what my voice cracked really bad. <laughs> anyways so they see that the, that one of the humans is still continuing to work on omega supreme omega supreme, omega supreme. look doesn't matter if we're talking about star wars or transformers i can't remember proper nouns and rachel well can. this one has two names so it's kind of hard <laughs> omega supreme right yeah that's two names um who fy by the by the way uh, he's voiced by uh, his voice actor is named jack angel who has one of my favorite line deliveries in all of film in toy story one he's the shark who goes hey look i'm woody howdy 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 <laughs> what is just one of my favorite jokes ever Kidding. that's anyways that's a small um, note on the side so the other autobots have gone to fight the decepticons because um megatron brought back the key to vector sigma which looks like oh, the yes. to looks like the totem you get in minecraft that saves you from dying but anyways so the key to Vector Sigma has different powers on Earth, which is it can turn things to metal. It, it, as Megatron, look, the show sometimes feels the need to explain this, the quote unquote science of things. And he's like, on Earth, it, it drains the energy from matter yeah, and turns like it, it into metal. 
I was like, uh, is that real? You could have just said it turns things to metal and that would have made they more didn't sense. Need to know. You didn't. But taking a step back, why I wanted to mention that the Aerobots go back and see the human working on Omega Supreme is they're like, where does this human get his energy from? Oh, because Ratchet's like, I gotta go recharge by. He's like, where does he get his energy from? And, uh... Silverbolt. Silverbolt is like, he gets his energy from the care for others or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so good. It's very good. Um, wholesome. Uh, so they're like, oh, well, we got to go find the other Autobots who are um, also not big friends with the army right now because the Decepticons raided in, I almost said Imperial Garrison, <laughs> an army base. Um for fuel and because they had the stunticons as cars the army thought the autobots were attacking them so Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a switcheroo but one thing that is very interesting at 14 minutes and 44 seconds in i believe it's the aerobots are looking at a map of the united states (laughs) and it's so messed up i mean in no way was i expecting them to have a perfect copy and pasted states but there were a lot of states towards the east that just don't exist yeah, it was a bunch of small ones. It's not the entire country. It like the on the north you it's have like, like it, it stopped at like Iowa or whatever. Uh, yeah, approximately. You see, like the bottom of Wisconsin, and on the left it cuts off at Colorado, and on the right it goes almost the way all the way to the to the east coast. It's in that like middle middle eastern area where it starts to add states. Effectively, there are just states added that don't exist. Which yeah, is they're like pretty great. really tiny and. That's not the first time there's been a map continuity like that. Not in G1, but in Transformers Prime. One of my favorite animation <laughs> errors is they had a, the Decepticons had a map of the United States, and I don't know what happened in the rendering, but Louisiana was accidentally inside Texas. <laughs> so I'll have to show you the picture. There, there, the Louisiana hole was there, but That's the actual so like vector of it uh-huh. was in Texas, and someone captured. I think it was crazy moments in transformers history just captioned it twitter right yeah it's a twitter (laughs) captioned it texas consumes louisiana it's the funniest tweet i've ever seen i love it anyways so we love our animation errors but so you know the aerial bots show up and they start kicking butt yeah they decide that the humans must not be that bad if they're willing to you know help build up uh, a fallen comrade and then the rest episode is just a fight it's it is really not much else to say. I think. Um, except you know, things start turning around. The Aerobots show up, and Megatron's like, "Stunticons, combine or whatever." So they combine uh, the one yes. big boy. Like you cannot didn't see this coming. And then combiner. Yeah, and then the Aerobots are like, "Bet," and then they do it. So we have two Titans duking it out. Um, and then just when we think, "Oh gosh," oh, it's uh, Menasaur. Okay. The Santacons like menace or like <laughs> and then the Aerobots are superior. And so the Aerobots look like they're about to get canned when Omega Supreme shows up. Oh yes. And saves them. And so the Decepticons retreat as usual. Um Silverboy <laughs> Silverboy. Silverbolt yeet uh yoinks the vector sigma key um and destroys it so it can no longer and then he just so he had to turn back into robot form in order to shoot it out of the air and destroy it and then he just accepts his fate as he plummets to earth he's like goodbye cruel world and then he's 
and he gets caught by a friend and then he's yes. fine but so that's kind of how the episode ends they all go home everyone's fine no one's going to talk about the um irreversible damage in uh they were also mentioned seattle so the irreversible uh-huh. damage in um, Oregon <laughs> or Washington no, State. There's no metal forest. No, I think you see it. Once he destroys the key, it all becomes undone. Oh, that's good. Like the energy is released back. The EPA. And the As everyone knows, if you turn a tree into metal, you just release the energy from the key. It turns back into a tree, Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't <laughs> mean... I'm not a STEM major. Um, so that's, and that's the end of the episode. Um final thought so they basically destroyed the god key or uh, no one thumbnail. no one's allowed to have god anymore <laughs> you guys keep creating these crazy robots no one touch god this again leave god alone <laughs> why have you done this leave disco ball god alone <laughs> he's done being groovy he wants a nap Turn the lights off. You better watch it because he might make you one of your creatures into a a plane that doesn't like to fly. He's a cruel, <laughs> cruel god He's at this cruel. point. We need to leave him alone. He's an elder god. Elder He's not ch- to be trusted. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. This is what you want. Very literal. <laughs> Very Doctor Strange of him. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but overall, fun, funky little episodes. I, it's always fun. I, I at one point, this is it's totally off tangent but at one point i considered today doing a bit where we act as though we are doing this podcast in 1985 and this is a new episode of transformers so now oh, we can theorize so what comes good. next oh my gosh albatross <laughs> got yeah dude who's the spy in this episode i think one of those <laughs> one of those alpha bots is gonna turn oh gosh so anyways. Well, we can just talk about which one we're gonna buy next so anyways yeah <laughs> me but with star wars yeah uh-huh. i did i did just pre-order the cal Kestis figure today so very good thank very you good. um does he actually look like cal Kestis? he does so, dude some toys look like their guy and oh, sometimes gosh, they don't the ezra one looks so bad i can't <laughs> wait to get a new one but anyways um so next week we'll do some visions Two yes. visions, and then we could, we could do, we could, we could do um, one Transformers episode. We'll see. I, I uh, <laughs> this is not that. I just don't find these that interesting to talk about. I like talking about the entire show, and I would love to talk about the movies. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about the cartoon movie. We should watch. I that. just don't know I, how else. What else we will have to say? We, we don't have to talk about them, but there's a couple funky ones I think we should watch. Oh, if you just want to watch it, that's fine. Okay, cool. There's definitely okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah. So once Rise of the Beast comes out, we will be talking about that. One. I look forward to talking about the movie for sure. For sure. And then we'll. Ha- I mean, we'll have. To, we should definitely watch the animated one, the the G one movie because. You've seen it, right? No, I've never seen it. I don't, I've never, I've also never we seen it. We definitely need to watch that for sure. Um, so yeah, ultimately kind of some kind of fun. Ep- they're always fun episodes. Are they a little draining sometimes? Yes. <laughs> Is it worth it? Yes. Rise of the Beast will actually June 4th. This is June 9th. What? Uh, I'm trying to bring up my calendar here. I think that will be so It's a Friday. That right? will be yeah, that will be okay. So, oh, so we'll see that on the ninth. We can either do an emergency recording 
Meet's that not weekend. proposed. That was <laughs> <laughs> or we can just wait until the following Wednesday. We'll have to discuss that at the oh, time. Yeah. Do we want to watch it and then mull over it? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. We're going to podcast during the film, actually. <laughs> from the theater. <laughs> Live gonna- from the AMC Theater in downtown Censored City. <laughs> Redacted. We wouldn't have a have an AMC. So I was, say, we, I was like, <laughs> that was, I chose one that we don't what have. What theater are you talking about? Um, that's really all I got. I got memes though. Yeah. Okay. Now on. Now that we're out of um, new territory, we're into everyone's favorite segment, meme minute. But it's longer than a minute. Meme parsec is Star Wars, and meme astro second is Transformers. Yes. Do you have any Transformers memes this week? Because I think I do. Oh gosh, I do. I have both. Um, Go for it. So- so someone tweeted uh, that Transformers Rise of the Beast movie, the release was delayed by two weeks in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but so one of my favorite Twitter pages is uh, their t- crazy <laughs> moments in Transformers mm-hmm. history because they just tweet stuff like they just retweet funny stuff and mm-hmm. very crazy things, often from G1. They retweeted it and said, looks like converting the movie to be upside down is taking longer than oh expected. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. It was, it was good. Um, Here is a... Um, so I... This joke may have been made elsewhere, but I saw it posted by a Facebook account called Dual Droidacock... Man, I really messed that one up. Dual Droidacock Core on facebook uh posted it said mom said it's my turn on the xbox and it's mando trying to get the xbox away from grogu <laughs> when he's in the ig droid it's over the melu uh, <laughs> mom said it's my turn on mom the said it's my turn one of my um, favorite memes on the internet so i do have a transformers meme that i saw i lied i don't so i saw it today um well you did you had one last week i know with the job okay ha, ha 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 i saw that in a meme compilation today <laughs> What did you see in the meme compilation? The Jawa one, looking at like the Mars rover. Are you sure it wasn't our post? No, because it was on Twitter and it was oh, okay. It was captioned some of some of my favorite uh, Star Wars memes. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, little girl hitting a. Uh, oh, <laughs> great edit! There's a little girl hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> little, I cannot think of what that is called. A, it's a pinata. pinata. My brain kept wanting to say paprika, and I couldn't get over that. <laughs> a little girl hitting a pinata, and then all she has a blindfold on, so all the kids go in to get the candy, and she keeps swinging. And right as she's about to hit all their heads, it cuts to Optimus Prime slicing a bunch of Decepticon heads off in Transformers <laughs> Five, and then he says in Spanish, "Soy Optimus Prime." <laughs> Anyway, I saw it today. It was really good. Um, I don't know if I really have them organized, but... Um, so I've, yeah. I got a meme. Um, this says... Um, so it's got photos of... Uh, gosh, dang it. Uh, you're, you're the two boys from, from Star Wars Rebels. Which two boys? Zeb uh, and Callus. And, and Callus. My boys. Uh, who were rebel. One was a rebel. One was an imp- imperial spy agent and they became friends he was a girl and it says if a rivalry lasts longer than seven years and you are no longer rivals you are gay (laughs) (laughs) which is the joke we've already made on this podcast when when zeb showed up and we said where's your boyfriend where's the rest of (laughs) you um so 
So someone said, <laughs> "Don't stop it! It spoiled it." <laughs> someone said, this. Ah! "I hate." I try to. Okay, so we are some, all over the place someone today. Someone said this had to be done, and it's a video from the season finale of uh, Mandalorian. Let me make sure that. Okay. So it's the Mandos and and. <laughs> so it's the Mandalorians. And the stormtroopers' jetpacks flying at each other, and the armor hits a guy in the head with their <laughs> Taco hammer. Taco Bell noise. <laughs> That's really good. I love it. I think I have. Oh gosh, I have more Twitter posts this time. Um, I don't remember what this. Do you have any? Um, so I actually took this photograph in the wild. Oh. I pulled up at the grocery store and a car parked in front of me had this license plate love pass <laughs> now i have no idea what it's actually referring to but it looks like they're showing their their love for their favorite vizsla oh. brother paz vizsla immediately was like love we paz to, we have to we gotta we gotta change it l-o-v um, hyphen p-a-z i'm oh, so sorry that was so loud that's hysterical so i thought i had to show that on that's the pod how I, that's how i feel whenever i see the bumblebee car driving around town the bump, uh, the, yeah, an, a, an actual a, Camaro that's yellow with with racing stripes, and yeah. it has an Autobot symbol on the side. I'm always like, "Who are you? <laughs> Why are you here?" Um, so this says, "Hate to break it to the Mandalorian fans, but <laughs> oh my gosh!" So it's Mando and next to Moff Gideon in his dark armor, and it is fades in a photo of Sonic and, and, Shadow. and Shadow the Hedgehog. And Shadow does have the exact same color scheme, black with he red highlights, as uh, Moff Gideon's armor. That is very, very good. So relevant to the last photo I showed you, I just thought this was, this is a visual meme. You said that to me. <laughs> It's Homer Simpson sitting on his car looking at the night sky, and this is a picture of Paz Vizsla faded in in the sky. It's really good. You said that to me. That's Gladly. really good. Well, I'll send you all the memes so you can oh. post them on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this says the Mandalorian's taking an epic final stand to retake their home world. They're all flying in their jetpacks. Axwells without consulting anyone. <laughs> Just <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So it it, it says Axwells without consulting anyone. It's a uh, deep fried uh, version of the Thomas the Tank Engine theme, and he's he has the Star Destroyer just careening towards the planet. He did pull that move without consulting anyone. And he he went and, totally uh, rogue on that. And he went heads up. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> you might want to watch out. I have a video. Oh, I went to save the video, and then I went back to Instagram. My Instagram reloaded. <gasps> no, and I didn't get a chance to save the it. Lost me. It's so sad. I'll describe it. It was a video of. We've all seen this video. People have done this video multiple times, but it worked so well in context for this, where people go, they're playing with their Legos, and they go, and in this particular count, he's like, oh, no, Moff Gideon and his Imperial Stormtroopers are attacking the Mandalorians. Here comes the Star Destroyer, and he slams the, his Lego Star Destroyer Wait, on the ground. I think you sent that to me. Oh, did I? I think you did. Well, I've just described it. I think so. you sent that to me because... Or I saw something very similar. 
You, but, you may have just seen it. Um, maybe yeah, maybe I just also saw it. Um, oh shoot, we should have talked about this up top. I forgot to write it down. Um, so a different video that I sent you. Someone finally explained why the second to last episode of season three of Mandalorian is called The Spies. Oh, it's a biblical yes. reference of the the twelve spies of Canaan who who went into. Uh, you fumbled that reference. <laughs> It's the 12 spies of the Israelites who went into uh, the promised land to to figure out, you know, what it looked like. So it's all of the Mandalorians going on to Mandalore to figure out if they can live there. 12 men went to spy on Canaan. 10 were bad and 2 were good. What did they say when the spy on Canaan? <laughs> Your church two, kid is showing. Two, and 2 were, yeah. Sometimes giants being at all. Sometimes we're so close to Oh! What do you got? Uh, <laughs> what else you got? Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> this is also from the season finale. <laughs> it's the mouse droids. So bad. It's all the mouse droids attacking R five. That's really good. That's so good. <laughs> Oh, and with the Wilhelm scream <laughs> added at the end. Very good. Um, here is a very fun um, new segment from 1985 at the release of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I messed it up. Here we go. The Jedi have returned. <laughs> We're just fanatics out here waiting on Return of the Jedi. Three years in the making, waiting for this. Some people don't idolize Darth Vader like I do. See, I want him to get Luke, and uh, I think that uh, that uh, Luke will destroy Darth Vader. I guess Darth Vader will die. I'm not sure. I hope he doesn't. I love his black. These people are chaotic, man. I, I love, love it. it. It's so funny. Back before the internet. See all of them together at the implant, pinochle and having a great time. I wish I was there, and I'm going to try to get a part of the next movie myself. This has left me practically utterly speechless, actually, you know, but it was the best one ever. The big surprise was seeing Dark Vader unveil himself to his son. It was very This exciting. man is wearing a uh, rainbow well, wig, by the way. I don't want to give it away to anybody. Do you think it was worth coming to this Little late boy. at night? Good over to you, always. The movie was perfect. It was exactly the way it had to be. It was a fantastic movie, but it was good. <laughs> that, it was good. that was the part I wanted to get to. It was a fantastic movie, but it was good. Um, <laughs> that that makes me think. So, uh, across the galaxy podcast posted. Um, I think someone had said so. They had re- responded to something where someone was like. It was a retweet. Apparently, so when The Force Awakens came out within 24 hours, the screenshot of Han being killed by Kylo Ren was posted to the internet within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And Across the Galaxy podcast <laughs> retweeted it and made a comment of when he and his daughter, I don't know how she old, old she was, went to go see Rise of Skywalker. They were leaving the theater, passing the whole line of people walking in to see the movie. And his daughter just goes, so... How is Ray Palpatine's granddaughter? <laughs> and it's like, oh no. That's hilarious. Um, I have another meme. So it's lots of memes from the season finale, Amando. So <laughs> Heck yeah, as this, it should be. It says Mandalorian steel is made for armor, not weapons, and it's the scene where they're about to drop. Oh, I don't have uh, music. It's a psych. 
and it's a compilation <laughs> oh, of the armor absolutely wow. killing everyone. What she a hypocrite! Because um, that's when she took uh, Mando's Beskar Spike uh-huh. staff and was like, "Beskar's for armor, not weapons." And then, yeah, psych. <laughs> yeah, because presumably her her weapons would also have to be made of Beskar. Yeah, Beskar. Mm. That's, yeah, it's really section. easy to have the best weapon when you take away everyone else's yeah. best weapons. <laughs> it's the talk. No one else can have a talking hammer. This, this cracked me up. This is a post from a Facebook account called Jedi Knight Jedi Academy Core. Uh, it said, quick reminder for all the other, all of you out here simping for Marin as Jedi survivor around the corner. Marin, I presume, is a female character from the Jedi games. Yeah, so she's actually from Jedi uh, Fallen Order, and she is a um, Dathomirian witch. She's the only one of her people that survived the onslaught from Dooku and Grievous um, after, I think, immediately before Revenge of the Sith when they went and slaughtered everyone. She was the only one that survived. She's like four. There you um, go. So she's a female character in Star Wars. and You're going to reduce her to that? <laughs> No, for the purpose of this okay. post, <laughs> a quick reminder to, to everyone, Mar- Sim, all the Marin Sims, as Jedi Survivor rounds the corner, and it's just a screenshot of Darth Vader from, a, I presume, a video game that says, your feelings for her are not real. <laughs> I do like Marin. She, she, I like her a lot. Okay. What else do you got? This is Mandalorian Chapter 24, Recap Without Context, which I think you actually sent to me on instagram but i also saw it on oh yeah on tiktok so um bluey's dad dancing that's bandit oh but one of the kids was hitting a yes button over and over it's a daredevil hallway fight which i also thought about From the first Iron Man movie. Got. You can't just go around people. That's crazy. From the movie Multiplicity. Yep. The dropping of the Tie Fighter or the Star Destroyer. That's what I was thinking of. And uh, Violet saving everyone with his shield. In Incredibles. Papa, your daddy, your pair. You got to care for me. I have no you idea what this is from. You believe, you believe, you believe. Never mind, babe. What a star do this. That's all. That's all, folks. It's Looney Tunes. Can I go home now? Yeah. So that's making fun of the circle at the end of the episode. Speaking of the circle, someone posted screenshots of all the funky little wipes and so this is not the first time we've seen the circle uh-huh, uh-huh. so we've seen we've got the grogu this circle. is the first time we've ever seen the circle just be black as the yeah. episode ends but they have used a circular wipe before yes um so we've got you know grogu and din at the end and then this isn't a circular wipe but it is the <laughs> phenomenal side wipe of i believe from episode three another happy landing uh-huh. and then it wipes to coruscant and then this yeah. is the wor- this is the one I hate the most. So George Lucas loves his goofy little transitions, and the one I hate the most is when it's during Padme's funeral. It goes from uh, they say wipe the uh, ast- the the oh god I can't think of what he's called a uh, 
Um, what is C3PO? Protocol droid. Protocol droid. Thank you. Uh, they, uh, they say, oh, wipe, yeah. have the protocol droid's mind wiped. And he goes, oh, no. And then the wipe yes. goes in on his face. And the transition is to Padme's, Padme's funeral. funeral. I hate it so So what so we have much. here is a freeze frame from the movie of C3PO's disembodied head floating over Padme's I funeral. I hate it so much. I mean, it's goofy, but I hate it. And then the other one, we see in the Phantom Menace of a, of a wipe coming in on mall and it's showcasing and his, and his head is just floating over the plains of naboo and it yes. looks like a 1995 dvd menu is what it looks like <laughs> it does so, so not uh, not the first time that we have seen uh goofy little transitions in star wars so here's a here's a video oh, this might sound weird um but my boyfriend pretended to be his dead dad so that he could redeem points so at wait a for timeshare they have the same first name and last name. So I met him there for a day and it was um, uh, the dumbest place on earth. There was a Wait bunch of it. ancient Rome stuff and you could tell it was historically accurate because it said Rome on it and pyramids and these big robot guys. It's like every, all of the Transformers were there outside this building. That's from like movie four and on. Uh, That's crazy. There's like life-size robot tran- uh, Autobots and Decepticons. Filmed. That's crazy. The dumbest place. On yeah, I just was watching this video. Wait, it's like, oh, this is kind of funny. And then Decept- and Transformers showed up. That's like when we were. Yes. <laughs> so this leads into a story, which I believe we may have mentioned on the pod before, I but I don't quite remember. So Rachel and I went um, with a college group to the country of Israel. <laughs> And uh, we were just <laughs> snap your head. Like. Uh, and as we were driving from one place to another, we just see this out of our, absolutely nowhere. This is our last night there too. Absolutely nowhere in the Holy Land, a life-size Optimus Prime. It was in nuts. Tel Aviv, we were flying to the Tel Aviv airport. We were driving there. We're, okay, the yes. difference. Yeah, we were driving to the Tel Aviv airport, and it's like it is late. It's like dark. I think it was like. Gosh, when did we fly out? We fly, fly out every night. But anyways, you saw it first. I think and you're like, you're like so insane. Rachel, that's Prime, and we went. We've been there for like ten days straight. It'd been we a whirlwind of an adventure. I was sick for like at least one day, <laughs> and then was on cold medicine for the rest of it. But so yes, Karen's like, we like Rachel. That's Optimus Prime. I turn and in the dark, in the silhouette, in like this little like city square area, is an illuminated spotlight Optimus Prime statue, life size, and it was crazy. Uh, are you trying to find the photo? No, I'm just <laughs> bringing up my last. Cameron movie. managed to get one photo yes. of the man himself. It was just so jarring and unexpected. Mm-hmm. We were like mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. <laughs> so um, it was really funny. What else you got? Um, I'll show it to you first. Yes, I almost sent this to you. You want to so, explain it? Yes, yeah, so this is a picture of Fred from Scooby Doo from the original show, which is top tier, anyways. And so it's him unmasking a ghost, and it's captioned. Um, the first image of him grabbing the mask says Star Wars Ahsoka logo. As he pulls off the mask to reveal the person underneath, it says Star Wars Rebel Season 5. Yep. <laughs> um, Heck yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have All quite, for it. Do you have any more? Um, this is my last meme. Okay. Um, and this feels like almost like a meta joke on our podcast, at least. Not uh, sponsored by Facebook. <laughs> yes. Um, it says, when you're in a job interview and they say, we found this meme account linked to you, and it's 
General Grievous saying, time to abandon ship. <laughs> that feels like you could replace that with podcasts. And if if someone finds this podcast ship. in looking, if we ever apply for new jobs in the future, I don't know if this, this podcast would be the best um, a display of know. our talents or in personal life. I don't know. We've got a few followers. They'd have to figure out who it is. <laughs> we say our names. I know we don't. Anyways. Um, anyways, so this... <laughs> I found a couple of these from TikTok. The clones walking past the Jedi Council room during Order 66. <laughs> it's Mike Wazowski. Say, children screaming. <laughs> so it's a picture of Mike Wazowski holding the door shut, and the caption is just child screaming. Wow. Um, Din Djarin, Grogu is too small for heavy machinery. Grogu. And it's that picture of Bugs Bunny saying, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's an incredible use of that meme. Um, Love it. I do not know what movie this is from. I've seen it all the time, but it's the two people driving past each other. Um, it's from um, the Netflix show is it Umbrella you? Academy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But so <laughs> so far off. I don't know. I don't have Netflix. I have everything else. Um, so Mandalorian gauntlet ships coming down to the surface of Mandalore for reinforcement. Tie fighters going up to space to destroy the entire Mandalorian <laughs> fleet. Very good. Um, me. Wow, I can't believe Moff Gideon's dead. Moff Gideon in Mandalorian season four, episode seven. Oh, what am I looking at? I don't know. So the background is Navarro, and I think it's supposed to be like a joke on when. Uh, can I, can I see it up close? Yeah, on when Maul came back. Oh, yeah. So someone has very poorly photoshopped it so that Best kinds of Photoshop. Gideon has Maul's spider body is what it is. It's very bad. It's very upsetting it's, to look at. It's very unnerving, but it's very funny. Um, this is uh, a screenshot from the last Mandalorian episode where Moff Gideon's opponent's helmet. He goes, no, I'll take care of the Mandalorian myself. And it's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme pointing at the screen, but it's got a Darth Vader helmet. So uh -huh. it's kind of like some similarities. Uh -huh. um, that's actually all I have. But before we end, I have a story. So okay. Stars has a new show. It's the Jedi Youngling show. Uh -huh. It's very obvious for a young... Jedi... Uh, what's it called? Is, that, is it called Jedi Younglings? I thought. Huh. Or is it Youngling Academy? Something like that. Let me Something look like it up. Keep, anyways, keep anyways so it is canon. It is a canon oh show, gosh. but takes place during the High Republic. So Yoda's around, and that's pretty much the only, it's, it's entire new cast of characters. So I saw a TikTok on, or I saw a TikTok where someone was like, we all know how this show's going to end. And so it did like a transition to shots of Anakin from Order 66. Uh huh. And I made a, here's the first thing, first thing I, I engaged. So I just made a comment. I was like, this actually takes place during the High Republic. Um, so like hundreds of years before it happens, mm -hmm. because... I have genuinely seen people not know where it is in the timeline. So I was just kind of like, this is where it is. Wow. First mistake, because I got a range of responses. <laughs> Do of not engage. Do not engage. That went from, weirdly, they were like, that's too bad. And it would be funny if that happened. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird to be, to like, you know, cheering the deaths of children, but whatever, uh -huh. to a bunch of like, someone po posting like the uh the nerd emoji with the glasses <laughs> and the what actually and i was like i didn't i didn't respond to any of them but i would have like 500 likes so i have like 500 likes and i wrestled the jimmies of like seven people <laughs> good because i was like i genuinely didn't know i didn't know if they actually thought it was the timeline but i was just being like yeah it's actually 
it's just beforehand and so a lot of people it was the responses i got were weird a lot of them were like that's too bad and i'm like that's kind of weird but all right. yeah I'm, I'm pretty tired of that joke that joke was funny when they announced the show three months ago oh my gosh and then we all then we all learned it we, was high republic we all made the joke yeah like it's done it's over with it's over stay it's welcome but and it's not way, even accurate yeah so either way it was it was a little funny because i was like weird but all right stay rustled yeah um the, the show is indeed in the high republic and it's called the young jedi adventures oh I, we were we almost had it yeah I've heard actually some cute things. I've heard that it's like, it's, I mean, it's a kid's show, yeah. but I've heard it's rather endearing, so. We'll probably just, any, if there's any interesting canonical element to come out of it, we'll we'll, I'm it, sure we'll hear about we'll it. We'll put it on the list with Resistance. No, we're not watching Resistance. We'll <laughs> That's just, we'll why just I mention made the news. joke, because yeah. you don't want to watch it. <laughs> Life is too short. <laughs> we got to get through Transformers G1 before we do Resistance. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that brings us to the end of this week's episode Ooh, we finally got to watch our first transformers content for the pod there are a few more episodes i think we should watch whether we do it on the podcast oh, there's yeah, some good ones sure. to show you well good is subjective but <laughs> funny at least um as always no wait wait yes as always thank you to caleb jacoby for our intro and outro music jacoby. props to rachel for our artwork and running our incredible twitter account at rebels robots pod props to cameron who runs our facebook account and edits all of these including mm -hmm. all the fun sound bites of when we have to censor things <laughs> um give us something to read on the pod leave a review tweet or dm us memes or opinions or whatever memes um and so this is cameron and rachel signing off saying transformers g1 is effectively just an arms race to for the autobots constantly trying to one-up the decepticons ditto <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night.